Not every film can be Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance movies. No poor bloods were harmed in the making of this podcast. Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and enjoys a good Christmas present. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who does not care what the Starbucks Holiday Cup looks like. And today we are giving a second chance to christmas with the cranks oh boy because it's the spirit of christmas uh, we're going to talk about christmas with the cranks um spoiler alert we're going to be talking about this movie and probably in detail giveaway plot points so beware if you haven't seen it maybe you'll like to listen to us but we're going to talk about it we sure are for those of you who have not seen christmas with the cranks let me read what IMDb has to say. With their daughter, Blair, away, Luther and Nora Crank decide to skip Christmas altogether until she decides to come home, causing an uproar when they have to celebrate it at the last minute. Um, this is a weird synopsis for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because her coming back is like the halfway point of the movie. And I felt... I was like, wow, this movie is taking forever to get to this point. Um, and then there's still like another like hour left to that. I guess the reveal that you know going into it or the twist is that like they don't want to celebrate Christmas and then all of a sudden they have to because their daughter's coming back. Whatever. Um it's a it is a weird synopsis because it's like the entire idea of the movie from like beginning to end is in there, but like also, so many other things happen. There's a it's, lot of things. It's a lot. But the one thing, and this is not the synopsis's fault at all, obviously. You reading that made me realize how bizarre the main characters' names are. <laughs> they have the, Luther. Luther and Blair. Tim, Tim Allen plays a character named Luther. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is Nora. And their daughter, Blair. Blair and this is like a Christmas movie where we usually have like Holly and Jolly and Jingle like as fucking character names. Nora is the only one that I'm like okay but Luther. Luther is a weird name for him. Weird name for a Christmas movie character. Before we hear about what critics said about this Jessica do you remember your first time with this movie? So this is my first time with this movie. Wow! Yeah. (laughs) yeah that's always an exciting time here it really is uh when you get just like fresh eyes on a movie what did you know going in then so i knew that jamie lee curtis was in it because love her always um true queen and i knew tim allen was in it uh (laughs) just because it's him yeah um and then i also knew that they were like a family and 
Cranks because I just assumed because their last name is Cranks, it's like a play on like them being cranky or something. I didn't realize how in depth that plot went though. Okay. This is my second time watching it. My first time was last year. This movie wow. came out in 2004 and it took me almost 20 years to get around <laughs> to watching this. I'm I'm typically the person that's like, hey, if this is a popular movie, if it's something people are talking about, I'm at least going to like, let's take a peek. I want to watch this. Um, some reason, this has evaded me for years now. I'm like, you know what? I've never seen it. I think it was on Netflix at the time. I'm going to give it a shot. It was rough. There were so many things I was just like confused about. Like, why are human beings making these specific decisions? I, I felt that there was a lot of like plot issues just sprinkled throughout. Um, our lead actors are having a fun time. Um, everyone seems to be just like having a fun making a Christmas movie. It was tough. So I was hoping that maybe one year off of this movie and watching it with just the information that I know, like it's a rough plot that doesn't really make sense. Will it be better if I just like tune out and just like enjoy what it is and not with like any expectations any like i have to learn this new information about all these people i know it all i can just sit back and watch antics happen so just to clarify last year you just by choice willingly on your own was like i'll give it a shot i so typically when i watch christmas movies it's like the same like six christmas movies like, oh yeah every year it's always Same. like home alone the wife needs to watch the grinch i personally have a harper tradition where i have to watch christmas eve on sesame street that's just one that's Aww, near and dear to my heart that's sweet muppet christmas carol absolutely that's one that's, of mine that's a regular yep. for me elf is one that has become a classic that we watch i think those are the ones um so at least those are the core ones that have to be watched around Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so I think last year I was you know what? I want to watch new things that I've never watched before. Let's shake it up. Yeah. I want I want something new, fresh, because like I watch these all the time and I love rewatching movies, as we all know. But like <laughs> I I want some fresh blood on this holiday season. I never venture out of my Christmas parameters. I usually my Christmas movies are, and I'm about to get controversial here. And I don't want to argue. I'm not trying to argue. But sure. I, I have an opinion. I already know um, what you're going to say. I have, like you said, Muppets Christmas Carol. Just joyous and fun. And then Die Hard. Okay. And then the only time I like dabble into fresh Christmas stuff is when I have the Hallmark Channel just on the whole day. Just cranking out some weird ass Christmas movies. Whatever they're bringing me is the new stuff. Okay. But they're really all the same, so okay. it's not that new. But I love them. I can't explain it. I love Hallmark movies. Yeah, and well, yeah. I mean, we all have our favorites. I mean, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, but we'll talk about that we're later. Gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna. You didn't say that. I'm gonna, gonna move on. So, oh man, the Rotten Tomato score is five percent. I think Geely beats it by maybe one percent. Geely is six percent. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, 
there is not a lot of love for this movie, but we're going to try to find some of the love anyway. So we're going to start off with positives. We'd love to start off with positives. Just, you know, good vibes, get into the holiday cheer. Scott Foundus of Variety. An agreeable, if snowflake-thin, stocking stuffer faithfully adapted from John Grisham's 2001 bestseller, Skipping Christmas. So that blew my mind because I had no idea that one, this was based off of a book, so, let alone a John Grisham novel. So, what? So John Grisham, who's famous for writing for writing such things as The Firm, A Time to Kill, Rainmaker, wrote skipping christmas so the reason they changed it from skipping christmas uh is the same reason which i just flubbed up on called surviving christmas with ben affleck was coming out that same holiday season in 2004 and to avoid confusion with that movie they decided to name it christmas with the cranks the alliteration of christmas and cranks it's I solid. think works better. That's more memorable. Um, Definitely more memorable but, than Surviving Christmas. I don't even. Oh know man, the amount of times they say <laughs> "skipping Christmas" is pretty crazy. You can make a <laughs> drinking game out of it. <laughs> We're skipping Christmas. Oh no, we just skipped Christmas. They're so mad because we skipped the Christmas. Like it's it's all over the movie. I have a lot of questions about this John Grisham book. Like, yeah. did they skip Christmas because they were being targeted like by a secret by a operative? Like what? <laughs> like what? How did he write a Christmas novel? And was this the this was the plot? Like, I have questions. I don't. You know, after watching this movie, I definitely won't be reading the book. No, absolutely not. But I would like for someone to tell me the details behind how it came to be and what the book is. What's going on there? And it's a bestseller. What? Bob Bloom of Journal and Courier. You'd have to be a Scrooge not to crack a smile during this feature. Damn, Bob. Bah yeah. humbug, Bob. <laughs> Prairie Miller. What a name. It's a really good name. My name's Prairie Miller. <laughs> Prairie Miller from WBAI Web Radio. I don't know what that is, but I'm a huge fan of Prairie Miller now, like just because of that name. Prairie Miller said, a more sweet than sour satire that sets sight a nasty but lavishly honey-coated underpinning of the holiday season. Prairie, that was a lot. <laughs> I don't know what, what Prairie was really trying to say here, but I think she's a fantastic writer because those descriptions and word choices, A+. Plus, a+. Plus. I'm confused by it, but like I like it. Okay, well... I absolutely need to read some bad reviews now. Oh, we have plenty to choose from. We have so many to choose from. <laughs> and I'm going to start us off with a solid one from our our favorite critic. <gasps> no Minnow. Oh, what'd she say? What'd she say? No Minnow of Common Sense Media. <clears throat> Unoriginal, unfunny slapstick holiday fair. I'm... I'm at a loss of words because I thought this would be right up Nell's alley. I, right. It's not really a family-friendly movie, and it, Nell loves a family-friendly movie. It's true, which I do, too. I like I like that everyone can in, sit and enjoy it. 
Yeah, it's no you know what? Excluded. It's really hard to make a movie that's for everybody. It truly is. And when someone can do that, like, yeah, applaud them for that beat. Great, great, great. Um, I do think um, I I it is unoriginal in the sense that it's based off a book. Okay. Um, but it's not unoriginal in that like usually it's Christmas, a Christmas it's, it's a Christmas movie that where Dudley cares just like fuck Christmas. <laughs> right. Like that doesn't happen too often. This is a very mean-spirited review, but here we go. Connie Olg from the Miami Herald said, even if you believe in Santa, you'll never believe that this is any sort of holiday classic. I get, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a holiday classic. It'll be a holiday, it might become a holiday classic for me, but just to like, just irritate the wife you know i <laughs> i think that it has some staying power more so than some other christmas movies because honestly uh-huh. for someone who hadn't seen it until like this week i've heard of it like almost every year yeah. it's in the orbit of like <laughs> yeah that movie's super weird like merry christmas like so you know it's not a holiday classic like it's a wonderful life but it's in the zeitgeist still and it's been like almost 20 years since it came out so sarah michelle fetters of moviefreak.com curtis is easily the most talented actress of her generation to never garner an oscar nomination unfortunately if all she keeps doing is gifting trash like this with her presence then that's the way it'll always be okay okay (laughs) I agree. It is, it is tough because I like that our we're acknowledging Jamie Lee Curtis is like underrepresented. She she's really great. Needs to be in more things. She chooses. I mean, she's choosing whatever she thinks will be fun. As far as I know, you know what? She probably had a fun time making this. And you know what? Just like everybody else in America, I'm sure Jamie Lee Curtis likes a good paycheck. Sometimes you take roles for the money, and that's fine. And as, far, as far as I can tell, she seems like a really great person. Amy Blancol with Houston Chronicle. Hey, that's where you're from. I yeah, I'm from the Chronicle. Yeah, um, she wrote Joyless and Forced. Wow, short and sweet. Short and sweet to the point. Uh, Brian Jurgens of Freeze Dried Movies. Almost had me convinced to convert to Judaism to avoid having to go through anything ever again that even remotely resembles this movie. Damn. This movie out here questioning your faith and your religion. Damn. Wow. I will say the movie, like the intention is to be like a a Christmas movie where you realize how awesome Christmas is, but it, yeah. it kind of does the opposite in that their characters are so over Christmas that they really sell you on how like Christmas sucks. Actually, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'm on the page of like, you know what? We don't need to spend six thousand dollars on Christmas. That's a, that's insane. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I don't know if that's what we need to be doing every year. <laughs> Can we just reuse the same tree? Yeah, why don't they just reuse the same decorations? I don't understand spending, they spend six grand every year on Christmas. What are you getting? What are you getting? 
Richard <laughs> Ropert of Ebert and Ropert. I'm making a list of the worst movies of the year, and I'm checking it twice. And I hope to find room for this frantically unfunny disaster. I think you can find room, Richard. He might even find it twice. I think he <laughs> could have written it down twice. <laughs> I have Richard's partner and Hollywood's sassiest bitch, Roger Ebert, coming in with his take. And he wrote, it's a colossal miscalculation. Wow. He, That's it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. I feel like he wrote more about North or whatever. He's he, written so many other things about mm -hmm. worse movies to me. But oh, you know man. what? That's what's brilliant about him is sometimes he will just just drop a nugget of like, yeah, it was trash. I don't even want to spend the rest of my time telling you why it was trash. All right, Jessica. How was your experience with Christmas Smoke and Cranks? Was it as terrible as people have said it was? I'm sure I was one of those people that was like, fuck, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. You suggested we do this movie, so yeah, you sure I were. I wanted to give this a second chance because when I watched it the first time, I thought it was awful. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say my second chance with it, I had way more fun watching it the second time with knowing... I know how bad it is, so let me just enjoy what fun moments does it have that I would overlooked because I was so like, why are they making, what is happening here? Why are they doing this? What is happening now? I could see that once you get past that initial barrier of like, what are we doing here? That it could actually be fun in a very like ironic sort of way. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, going into this, I knew that people either hated it or loved it in an ironic way. Like, that's it. Like, those, the people that I know, that's how they feel about this movie. I now love it in an ironic way. Maybe not love, <laughs> but after after a couple Christmases watching this, I'll make sure the wife and I love this movie. So what gets me about this movie uh, first time around was, like, uh, the concept is really simple. Like, the yeah. plot is not crazy. It's really easy to understand, really easy to get into and and play around with. But, like in execution it's way more complicated than it needs to be our daughter is not going to be around this christmas she's always been around she's not going to be this christmas let's do something different we realize we can save money instead of spending six thousand dollars on christmas like we do every year we can spend half of that and go on a cruise in like the caribbean and so they decide to boycott christmas and we're not going to do anything Christmas just because we're going on the cruise. We cannot talk about Christmas. Like, and then they do that. They, avo they avoid Christmas, but they have pesky neighbors, uh, saying it lightly, that are borderline. They're not borderline harassers. They are harassing them. You've got to be doing Christmas stuff. Mwah! And then halfway through the Literally, I think it's the halfway point. Daughter calls and was like, hey, I'm actually coming back and I will be spending Christmas. And so the day before Christmas, they have to rush and recreate Christmas so it's perfect for when daughter arrives. Yeah, okay, again, a simple thing. Like, that's pretty, not yeah. complex, but it's the things within that that are, like, 
literally will melt your brain if you think about them for too long. Like, so let's just start off at the top. So they decide. We might have to play by play this. We think this is, this is like inception level shit. Okay. Right at the beginning, they, they're dropping daughter off at the airport. And Tim Allen delivers this line like he had to. So tell us again why we're dropping you off. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's bad writing from the it's start. It's such bad writing. Um. So yeah, the daughter. I wrote. I wrote extensive notes because I was really trying to like figure this out. I was like yeah, the yeah. Charlie Day meme, red yarn, and trying to figure out what the hell's yeah, yeah. going on here. So I have a lot of notes. <laughs> so the daughter, who, mind you, only child. The parents have way too much of an attachment issue. She also is way too spoiled. I that's the whole thing. They but it's not it's packaged as like we just love our kid, but like really there's something toxic going on about that relationship. You're reading way too much into this movie. I don't know what movie you watched, but it, they were just dropping her off at the airport because she decided she was going to go to the She goes to Peru. She goes to Peru. I again a lot of notes for the Peace Corps. She's going to work the Peace Corps. Great. Love it. Wonderful. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis after they drop her off at the airport is having a full on mental breakdown. Like unwell. But Jamie Lee Curtis her character Nora is having a full on mental breakdown not because like oh my god my daughter is going to be in like a, a country and like I can't contact her is she going to be safe is she going to be okay none of that no, no no it's because her daughter won't be around for the holidays that specifically is breaking Jamie Lee Curtis down as a human being she cannot deal with it and Tim Allen is like fuck our daughter fuck Christmas fuck it all I don't give a sh-. like I hate everything he's like so weirdly like grumpy but also like conforming to society's standards of what he's supposed to be and he's like miserable so he this is this is this blew my mind i my brain started melting out of my ear from the very get-go so he so so right after they dropped daughter off at the airport he they have to go into like a convenience store to get some sort of like chocolate for her to make cookies the day after Thanksgiving. It's really necessary. It has I to happen. I have to make these cookies, Howard or Luther. <laughs> Luther. <laughs> Howard is jingle all the way. Shout yeah. out. Shout out jingle all the way. Um, I'm getting and- all my movies mixed up. <laughs> I watched them all back to back. So it's, yeah. It was such a holiday mess. Should she give a reason why she can't go into the store? It's raining and she's like losing her mind. Like she literally is like, I can't. But it's she's raining. Like, it, I think he's like, I don't have an umbrella. Like Howard, you need to get them. <laughs> and like we, first of all, this gag starts our movie off as like, oh, this is where we're going with this movie. It's immediate. Like um, the uh, the daughter airport scene is like, okay, bye. And then we're in the car. We're freaking the fuck out over so these we have, like, like white chocolate chips. We have three. Tim Allen is getting wet gags in a row. Like Three. we get it. He he avoids a puddle, but then gets splashed by a truck. He then that and then she makes him go back a second time because he's the only thing. So he goes back out. More water falls on him. It's he's already wet. It's not going to get wet. Er, he's already soaked. We're already off to a rough start with this movie. So the third time that he gets like absolutely drenched by the water from the rain, it, he's not happy understandable and then he like looks at a ad for a cruise 
And that's it. He's like, you know what? Okay. Uh, I like that it took three water gags for him to realize, like, oh, the Bahamas would be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like, hey, our daughter's out of the house. We can, we're like at an age where we can do whatever we want now. No, it's the rain. The I rain think, I think it. one water gag could have solved this. I but, think one water gag and like maybe a little bit more like, oh, Christmas is going to be really sad without our full family together. Also, while we're at the start of this movie, the one thing I really wish if I could add things to this movie just to like clean up the story, have like five to ten minute montage, probably just a five minute montage. Ten minutes is a lot of movie. <laughs> this movie, there's a lot of things I could cut from this movie to trim it up. It just feels like a lot of things were tacked on. We'll talk about it, probably, hopefully. Um, have a five-minute montage of the daughter growing up with Christmas and the parents yeah. celebrating it with her. Oh, she opened up this present. Oh, we did this thing. with. We put on the Frosty up on top of the roof and see the daughter grow old over time. And then now we've established that this family loves Christmas together and they love it. And this is the first Christmas where she's going to be apart from them. Oh, this is going to be tough. Yeah. Mo- movie is solved. Bye. I, I don't need to <laughs> okay. talk about the movie. I solved it. Uh, episode's over. That's it. I did. I, I won. This is the thing that drives me fucking bananas because I, I am, was talking to my sister earlier today. We're going to we're gonna talk about Christmas with Cranks on the pod. She went off for like <laughs> two minutes about the water scene. And then she talked about the reasoning for the daughter coming back. It's like truly upsetting because so, okay. Daughter leaves day after Thanksgiving, goes to Peru. And is like, I will not see you like until next year, next holiday. It's like, two love years. you, bye. Two, oh, two She'll years, be gone shit. For two years, yeah. Shit, okay, I thought it was just one. So as I think we, it's two, I okay, may be wrong. I whatever, it doesn't matter, fuck her. Um, fuck this movie. I hate this daughter also. <laughs> I hate her. Okay, so she... Uh, is not going to be around for Christmas. As we all know, not a big gap of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay? We all are aware. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it's a little over 25 days. So, so 30 and most. Like, not much. Um, this daughter leaves and then just decides, like, you know what? I am going to come back in, like, a few days. Bye. Um, but does not tell her parents until she's in Florida. Like, hey, I'm in the States. After all, I got a connecting flight. I'll be there soon. Love ya. Also, I'm engaged and I'm going to bring my new fiance. Excuse me? Like, you've been gone for 25 days? What? I've been and- gone for 25 days. I have a fiance and I'm coming home. And I work for the Peace Corps, but could fully afford international flights on a whim. The person she's engaged to they she has a a throwaway line of like oh yeah we've known each other for like two years and then only (laughs) since we got to the peace when since we got to peru we realized we're in love and now we're engaged (laughs) i feel like that's sweetie that's such a rush time i feel like yeah maybe let's date for a couple years let's just get to know each other as partners instead of buds maybe maybe it won't work out also, like, that is a flawed uh, explanation as well, because then they say he's from Peru. So, like, what? Like, where did, 
the logistics are questionable. Like, I need more detail if we're going to go with that. And the first outing you want to take it to is Christmas. The thing that's like the most holy of holies <laughs> for your family. Oh, it seems all oh, a lot of stakes. It's such a mess right now. So they call, and instead of being like, honey, like we booked a cruise, you're springing this on us. Because that's what I would do in that situation. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, too fucking bad. Don't get married. I'm going on a cruise. If I said that to my parents, like, hey, I'm coming home, their reaction would be like, well, we won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you probably shouldn't come. We're going to be somewhere else. Yeah. I think that's a not... reasonable reaction. <laughs> so, this whole, like, conflict, conflict in our movie could be avoided by just saying the truth. Hey, sweetheart, that's great. We love that you're coming home, but we actually booked something because you weren't going to be here. And so, we'll have to give up that $3,000. Mm. But because they are toxic as hell and they are <laughs> just have an unhealthy relationship with their child, they immediately are like, okay, and don't even want to tell her they made other plans, even though she wasn't going to be there. Like, they don't want to even tell her that. And they want her to have like the most perfect Christmas. And it's just because that's their kid. And like, Ugh. that's, there could have been some sweetness there. But to me, I read that as like, Y'all need boundaries. They're supposed to like leave for the cruise on Christmas Day, which, which psychopath would leave on Christmas Day? Like literally, then you also have the whole holiday season to still celebrate. Because in the movie, they're like, "We're not celebrating. We're going on a cruise," and it's like, "Okay, but you literally have like the full run up to Christmas to still participate." I feel like if you're going on a vacation, you make Christmas like the middle or towards yeah, the end of your vacation. Be there distracted, like right? Okay, whatever. I want to go back. Okay. We're going to back. We, we jumped to we the middle We still got to untangle all of this. But you know what? It's, this is a movie that it's a, it's a weird knot of a movie. There so really is a lot of webs here. We jumped to the midpoint when daughter decided, like, I'm coming back. Let's mm -hmm. start when they decide we're going to boycott Christmas. Now that daughter's not coming here, we know that, like, we want to go on a cruise. Not only are we going on that cruise, fuck you to Christmas. Boycott it all. No christmas whatsoever no cookies no lights nothing and which is like okay if that's what you want if you don't want to do anything okay i think it's personal a, choice yeah i think it's an overreaction to boycott it because like even when jamie Lee curse is like well i want to donate some money to charity go for it you don't need his permission fucking do it and then no nothing <laughs> Yeah, like she uh, okay. clearly wants to partake a little bit, which is like, That's let her do that. Sure. Yeah, let her do that. But no, he, we no. need to save that extra $3,000. Or what was the point of me doing any math? <laughs> they are not on the same page at all, which is another reason why I find this whole family dynamic to be toxic. Because I feel like watching it, like they do not even like each other. They are just together because of their daughter, who's like not around now. I feel like that, like, literally, if Luther does not go on this cruise, he's going to annihilate his whole family. Like, he's going to murder them. Like, he is hanging on Luther. by a thread. He is about to snap and uh. do something horrific. 
because this man is just holding in some like really weird emotions and this cruise is his only outlet to happiness so so to announce this cruise he what i thought was he was just gonna write an email and send it out to everyone (laughs) he prints out he prints out a letter and hand delivers it to everyone in his office don't fucking talk to us. Don't bother us. We're boycotting it. Respect our wishes. Fuck off. And I was like, what an aggressive <laughs> note. Just just don't mention it unless it comes up. He gives a full-blown workplace memo to every hand delivered to every single one of his coworkers. And you know what? When they get it, they react. They are like, what? How dare you? I was expecting my present this year. (laughs) And like the letter is also really aggressive. So I think I would react like, oh my God, what are you doing? Because he's like, I will not be at the workplace Christmas party. Don't even think about inviting me. Don't even fucking ask me about Kris Kringle. It's like, whoa, dude, are you good? Like, but no, the people are like actually personally offended. Not even his office. It's everyone in the town. The whole town reacts super poorly to them. They become bullies and like, fuck you, you need you need to celebrate Christmas. No, the whole town is like Christmas supremacists. These people are deranged. Like every single one of them not only celebrates Christmas, but does so in like the most extravagant way. And there is beyond peer pressure for everyone to conform. And if they don't, mm. they are ruining the structure of this town society. Like literally everything is going to crumble. That's the attitude. Like it is full blown like you are ruining humanity because you didn't put your fucking snowmen up. Like it's it's beyond. Dan Aykroyd. He's like he, the town leader that everyone like respects and fears at the same time. Yes. Whatever Vic says, we have to do it. Which and is like, what does he even do? Like, I don't think he actually holds a position of office or anything. No, he's not. He's not power. Like a mayor. He's just like the the guy in the town. He's just fucking furious. He just he's a natural born leader, and just commands a room. Once they figure out daughter is coming back home for Christmas, the whole town changes their perspective in a heartbeat. And like, oh, daughter's coming back, and you want to do Christmas. Let's help you guys create that. And I'm just what you are it, just you're just bullying them and berating them the entire movie. You're just gonna be like, forget. I don't like this. This town drops all of their plans to do whatever they have on Christmas Eve. Says, you know what, my loved ones and family, fuck you. Blair's coming back to town. I gotta do something about it. And to me, that's insane. That is like literally insane and they like remedy this by like having dan Aykroyd be like yeah like we know like these two are horrific humans who didn't do christmas but we can't blame blair for their mistakes and like they he has this weird speech about how like blair babysat our kids and blair made us all feel like family and that's where i'm like fucking blair literally is never going to be a full functioning human being because she is so spoiled like this girl cannot do anything on her own if a whole town is coming together just to like throw up decorations for her as a as a viewer of the movie i don't have any perspective on blair no not been in the movie except the beginning just to say goodbye so she's nothing to me i don't have any like stake in her 
which is why we need just a smidge of her at the beginning. Because I don't care if she's coming back. I actually am rooting for them to go on a vacation yeah! to the Caribbean. Sure. That sounds like way more fun. I yeah. think the whole movie should have just been them on a cruise doing Chris's stuff on a cruise. I mean, like, literally, because we know nothing about who Blair is or whether or not we like her, all I see is, like, what we do for her. And what we do for her is, like, way beyond the normal realms you should be doing for someone. <laughs> like, like literally, Jamie Lee Curtis almost dies getting run over by a semi-truck because she's trying to, like, a holiday ham that fell out of her car at hijinks and sue she's got to run and get this honey ham because blair loves honey ham she runs into the street and almost literally fucking dies to save the honey ham honey ham gets smashed and all is broken you're literally putting everything aside in your life and your well-being for her because why because she changed her mind you're forgetting that this is also a christmas movie and so hijinks have to ensue. Sure, hijinks have to ensue. But, like, literally the whole town dropping everything to, like, make sure Blair has a nice Christmas is and insane. It's a dumb community. It's a dumb community. Have fun with your own family and loved ones, you psychopaths. Everyone is really concerned about everyone else. So and, much. You know. Mind your business. Take care right. of yourself. So Blair comes home and ends with, you know, they're all, like, they give up the trip and realize, like, hey, we'll have a nice Christmas. And then it just ends. Okay, that's not true. You're bearing the lead here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll let you talk about the sweet part about it, but, you know, like, it just ends. It does just abruptly. stop happening. Yeah, it, really, yeah. <laughs> it does just, like, stop. We realize stop. <laughs> we didn't need to go on the vacation and boycott. Let's look up at our Frosties. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then Santa drives across and says the end. Yeah, Santa's real also. Just like a little, just letting you know that. Um, So, He's okay. He's real, Jessica. I'm sorry, he is. I hope no kids are listening. They never should be to begin with. Uh, Anyway, so Blair comes home. The town has literally bent over backwards to get her to have a decent Christmas. We're having a full-fledged Christmas party over at the Cranks' house. They are turning up. All of a sudden, like, everyone's having a good time. They're all happy. Like, Blair's here. We love Blair. We love her. Um, Tim Allen just gets pissy. Like, he just gets pissy. Like, just, just like, and she's like, you know, Nora, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, what's going on? Why are you all of a sudden really pissy? And he's like, I just really wanted that cruise. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what happens. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, you know what? Fuck you and your cruise. Our daughter's here. Our whole town got together and made this happen. You being a little bitch, goodbye. And she walks out of the room and is just like, nah, I'm putting up with your whiny shit. Anyway, so he's sitting like a little <laughs> whiny brat at the table in their kitchen all by himself. He's just like, I want to be in my cruise. And my name is Kentucky. Whatever. And he like, just looks out his like fucking window and sees his neighbors across the street they're elderly and the wife has cancer this might be her last christmas and he just that moment just fucking smacks him in the face whips him into shape and he's like you know what i do suck i really suck and he goes across the street this part I felt like nothing watching this movie 
And then when this part happened, I was like emotionally gutted. I it really affected me. It really like I was like almost on the verge of tears. It got so deep. I was like so like I felt it. I don't know why, but he goes across the street and he really kindly gift gifts the the cruise tickets to the elderly couple so that they could have like a really nice memorable Christmas for her last Christmas and they're like I'm gonna cry I'm gonna cry like this really gutted me like they were like like (laughs) at one point it was really sad like at one point the woman with cancer is like but Benny might come home who I'm assuming is their kid and the elderly's like let's face it Deb he hasn't been home in years and it was like oh my god and then they're like trying to make excuses like why they can't take it they're like they're like but it's falling gonna... apart <laughs> it really got, <laughs> it, got it really got so, to me well you're having this emotional breakthrough the only thing I'm thinking of during the scene is that's not how tickets work. You cannot transfer. <laughs> no, he has to be. He's like, I, I paid the insurance. <laughs> oh, I could, no, he says he didn't pay the insurance, oh, so he okay. could do it. <laughs> I'll just call him in the morning and tell them to switch names. I don't think that's how that works. They would tell you, no. Yeah. It is touching. It's sweet that he's like, I'm going to give this to you. I do not like that they, like, two or three times, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, we, but. We don't want to go because of this reason. Yeah, but, like, here's this. Yeah, but here's a second reason we don't want to go. Okay, well, I really insist you go to help make this movie sweet at the end. Yeah, but we still don't really want to go. What are we doing? Just say, oh, a real, like, sweet Christmas movie would have just said, oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. Done. Okay, I think that that's what got me though was because like realistically, when someone gives you something so grand and nice, like a full fledged fucking free cruise, your instinct is to be like, oh no no no, I can't accept that. How much can I pay you? And when they're like, no no no, take it, you're like, oh no, it's okay. So like to me, the more like yes, you're right. In a movie context, that was like too much. But for me, that's what was like gutting me. It was like slowly like, oh my God, they're hesitant to do something nice for themselves. Even And like, it's her last Christmas and Tim Allen is really trying to make it nice. And then like, he offers to watch the cat. Like that really got me. Like that like fucking killed me. And like- The cat, he's been harassing the entire yeah. movie. And like Tim fucking hates that cat. That cat t- hates him. But when they're like, oh, he hates cats in real life or loves cats in real life. I don't think he has the wherewithal to make a decision like that. (laughs) It's there. I don't care. So, yeah. So there's this really emotional moment where I literally I literally wrote in my notes like, wow, we just got deep here and then followed it up with, oh, my God, I'm on the verge of tears. Like I was so feeling it. You were on the verge of tears here. With yeah, I was uh, just describing it with Benny, their piece of shit son who didn't visit their mother who has cancer. It was so weird too because it's like a detail that like is not addressed ever Bro, before, and we yeah. just drop it. Whoa, we're like, oh um, my god. What's weird as well is like then Tim Allen like walks out of their house. He's like, okay, bye. Well, I'll take your cat. It's fine. And then we like hang out with Tim Allen for just like a little too long, like. It's weird. An hour and a half too long. (laughs) Like he is walking out of their house, and then he like stops in the street, and he's just like looking at 
is the party and it's just like that's how it, it just ends then it just ends so which is why this is gonna end right now so jessica <laughs> what do you think of this movie would you give it a second chance i'm gonna get specific yeah yeah here we go please if you are someone that was upset when people started saying happy holidays instead of merry christmas or if you like you really do get furious that starbucks changed the christmas cups to just be more like holiday inclusive um then this movie's for you like then you should give it a second chance if you are like a proud warrior on the side of christmas during the you know tragic war on christmas in this country you will love this movie this movie's for you this movie's been written for you uh you should give it a second chance the rest of us who like love the holiday times but aren't like that invested like emotionally into it or if you're not uh, if you do not celebrate christmas whatsoever absolutely do not give it a second chance you need to be passionate about Christmas and baby Jesus's birthday. Like you really need to be in it to like really give it a second chance. Or gonna go to the flip side. If you just like really need something deranged to laugh at and you've watched all the Hallmark Christmas movies, sure, yeah. So I don't understand how this got such a following and it's still talked about to this day, but I do think if you're of the boomer generation, I think you're going to really enjoy this movie. <laughs> um, if you're younger than the boomer generation, you could probably enjoy this movie ironically. Um, I do think this is a movie for either like Tim Allen fans, like he has a fan base, and th- this is for them. And yeah. I'm, it's not for everyone. I'm glad I gave it a second chance. I'm probably going to force my wife into a third chance <laughs> next year. It's not going to be one of the regular rotations, but it, I'll probably watch it once once every 10 years probably now. Okay, you know what? I might next year pop it on again to see if I experience something similar to what you did. If I do, I'll report back. Um, okay. But it's... Uh, <laughs> the first time is really hard. The first time, really, like, you're right. There's a lot you have to work through. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. I don't know. Kind of gave it a second chance. (laughs) Kind of. But also, if you don't, like, sure. If you have no desire to watch Tim Allen for an hour and a half, it's not for you. You know what? And that's fine, because I don't, typically. Thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. Um, As always, thank you to BD McBeatface for our dope theme song. You'd love it. Also, if you liked this uh, episode, give us a like. If you think it's worth sharing, give us a share. Subscribing would be also really cool. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. We love movies. We love talking about movies. So if you do too, please follow us. Also, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're like on everything. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You might know because you're listening to us. You can also have a visual episode on YouTube. Everything is linked in the show description. You would see me in my Hawaiian shirt and Jessica in her holiday my mean, shirt. My mean girls and then for Gretchen Wiener's Christmas sweater. Hello. Um, also, let us know what movies you want us to talk about because 
we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll watch it for you for sure. All right. Well, we'll be back next week with another Second Chance movie. Happy holidays. Second Chance movie.